welcome to the LTG Live podcast, a podcast focused on the topics and issues most relevant to leadership in youth ministry. We hope you end this episode feeling equipped and inspired to take your leadership to the next level. Hey, everybody. Welcome to LTG Live. My name is Aaron Holt with my good friend and co-host, the one and only Peter Reeves. What's up, baby? What's How going doing, on, man? man? I'm doing good. Dude. It is Super Bowl Sunday or Wednesday for youth pastors everywhere. <laughs> I like that. We just have to, we're going to have to roll with that for a while. Hey, Shar, good to see you. Glad so many of you are joining us right now. And yes. uh, man, we just yes, welcome yes, you. Yes. It's going to be a great conversation today. Peter and I are excited about our guest today. And, Indeed. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, great youth ministry veteran experience is going to be coming. And uh, so we welcome you. And uh, hey, we are from leadthegeneration.com. So if you want to know what we do, what we're all about, you can find us there. Check out our website there. And uh, we love to resource and equip youth pastors. And that's why we make it a priority every single week on Wednesday at noon to uh, spend an hour with you to encourage you to inspire you, to equip you, to give you some practical inspiration. And yes, uh, yes, yes. So we're excited about that. Peter, what's new in your life? Real quick before we introduce our guest. Man. fun going on that you want to Crazy fun going on. No, I mean, this is the first time me and the wife are getting away together. We got a youth pastor's retreat in the state of Michigan happening. Nice. And my mother-in-law's here. We're like, take these kids and we are leaving. Peace. <laughs> Wait, is this going to be your first time like going away overnight without the kids? Like, Yes, yes, yes. Woo, let's I, go. Come on. That's good. good I'm you. excited. I'm excited to sleep through the night. I kind of <laughs> forgot what that is. Um, should be fun. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be great. Cool. Man. What about you, man? Anything new? Oh, man. We're just getting settled in Pittsburgh. We're enjoying it. And right now, I'm enjoying the 7-0 and start to the season. Can I get an amen? You're not a Steelers fan. You don't even know what I'm talking about right now, Peter. The Steelers? What is going on? Listen, my team is doing really bad right now, so I tend to block out negative things in my life. Right, the right. Falcons are having a difficult season, so I just go That's ahead right. and just... I forgot. Somehow he became an Atlanta fan, so... Yeah. It's because of Matt Ryan, man. He grew up in the Philly area. I grew up watching him play, and Falcons fan all the way. I but um, they've been having a tough time, so we just we just blocked that out. 7-0 start to the season with the Steelers. Wow. Steeler, Steeler Nation. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Well, hey, next week, uh, we got a great guest with us. Before today's guest uh, comes on, let me just let you know next week, Wayne Morgan, who's with National Network of Youth Ministries, is going to be with us. And uh, Wayne has an incredible story, uh, not only in relation to youth ministry, but also being a cancer survivor. And mm. so he's going to be with us talking uh, about what he likes to call bonus round living. And uh, so this is going to be a great conversation. So tune in, mark it down on your calendar. And listen, do us a favor. If you if you like what we're doing on these Wednesday live streams, or maybe you're listening after the fact on, on our podcast, which is available on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, uh, do us a favor. Go to the Lead the Generation page on Facebook. Give us a like. Um, you can also share this stream right now because uh, Peter's going to introduce our guest. And uh, this guy, two decades plus experience in youth ministry, um, well-known youth pastor just because of his heart for students and his heart to equip uh, youth pastors. And so you're going to be blessed by this. Peter, introduce our guest today. We want to get this conversation started. Man, our guest today is just a super seasoned youth pastor. Unbelievable guy. I actually interned with this man uh, for an entire year, learned so much from him, his wisdom and wealth of knowledge. It's just, it's, it's extensive. Our guest today is none other than the 
the Joseph <laughs> Kellogg. Come on, people. Let's go, Joseph. <laughs> We're glad you're here, man. Thanks for joining us. Man, I'm pumped to be here. That's a, that a great introduction by the man, Peter Reeves. <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> uh, the Joseph Kellogg from the People's Cho- Cho- Church in uh, yeah. Oklahoma City, right? And uh, Yes, sir. Well, we're so glad to have you here, and um, we just appreciate you jumping on board and being a part of today's conversation. And uh, before we jump into the conversation, for those that are watching right now or for those that are listening after the fact on the podcast and maybe they're not familiar with you and your ministry, give us like the 60-second spark notes like recap version real quick right uh condensed 20 plus years into a minute for me yeah i uh, started youth pa- uh, pastoring in august of 2001 and so i'm about 19 and a half years into this as a full-time um youth pastor now i have a, a new title is next gen pastor but i've served at a, a few churches i was uh, in oklahoma at two different churches for nine years and then i served at oaks church uh, for nine years. Um, that's where Peter was a part of our internship there. And uh, and then, yeah, I've been here for, uh, man, a year and a half at People's Church as the Next Gen Pastor. Uh, man, we launched a, a youth pastor conference five years ago and, man, trying to equip youth pastors with healthy youth ministries. And, man, I have four kids. Uh, I have a 15-year-old, a 14-year-old, a uh, 10, uh, 10-year-old, and a three-year-old. So three daughters and then a son. And so, uh, and a beautiful wife of 18 years. And so, yeah, man, I love youth ministry. I am a, a student of youth ministry. Um, I just, I love, love being in the trenches and, and, uh, I still love pizza. Um, uh, so you know what, and when it's, as long as I'm still loving pizza, I'm still, I'm still loving youth ministry. Come on. There you go. Yeah, you can stay that's in dope. No. Well, Aaron, let me say this really quick. I, uh, man, Joseph, I feel like I, I you know, I just want to speak on behalf of, you know, before everyone listens to you, man, this man is the real deal. Me and Joseph's wife, Corby, we led a small group together. So I was in his house every single week, saw him loving on his kids, loving the leaders, loving the ministry, just absolutely un, un, like incredible example for me, uh, just even wanting to do this. And then I remember specifically one time Joseph took me uh, to a conference. It was just me, him and another student. And so I got to see him up close. I stayed, I think, I can't remember if it was your parents' house or Corby's parents. I don't know. I think I stayed at, yeah. I stayed at somebody's house that I didn't know and they <laughs> let me stay there. And uh, I saw, we went to this conference where Joseph served um, people. Like he was encouraging us to serve the ministry. And I saw it up close. My whole mentality changed after I saw my leaders serving like to a, a crazy level. And uh, I just appreciate that, man. I don't know if I've ever told you that. I really, really appreciate man. that. I know you don't just talk it like you're about it. And I, I love you thanks, for real. Well, yeah. Thanks, bro. I know so many people are really going to love um, this conversation that we're going to have today about intentionality and intentional hustle in youth ministry. Um, I know, Peter, you actually have, have heard some of this content before, so you were excited whenever we decided, yes. hey, let's talk about this. And um, I'm excited. You sent me your notes, Joseph, and uh, it's going to be really, really good. So there's going to be a lot of people that are listening um, that are going to want to connect with you, Joseph. So real quick, before we jump into the topic today, how, how do people connect with you? Where can they find you? Uh, how can they connect with your ministry, uh, not only your, your ministry at People's Church, but also Healthy Youth Ministry Conference? And uh, yeah. you know, just uh, make it easy for people to get a hold of you here. Man, I think the easiest way is the IG is Instagram, at Joseph Kellogg um, is, is the easiest. I mean, I used to... I don't, I don't even tweet anymore. I'll retweet every once in a while. I, I jump on Facebook every once in a while, but, but man, Instagram's uh, the world I live in the most. And so, yeah, uh, 
Don't don't slide into don't slide into the DMs, but you can uh, you can DM me. Hey, all right. Hey, you know what's funny is, is uh, for everyone listening right now, that's 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 how I connected with Joseph because I sent him a DM through Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey man, I'd love to meet. And he was like, I'd love let's connect, you know. And so uh, that's really cool. Love so, it. Um, really really good. Hey, once again. You're joining us right now. Go ahead and click on the share button. Do us a favor and spread the word because a lot of people are going to love this conversation that we're going to have uh, called Intentional Hustle. So, uh, Joseph, Peter and I are going to do our best to not interrupt you <laughs> and to let you, you – you better, you, better, you better close that. You pull that hat down, buddy. Um, and, uh, no, we're going to definitely enter into the conversation. But you got yeah. so much good stuff to say. So we're going to let you just take it and run with it. And we are going to interrupt you. It's just going to happen because there's going to be stuff you're going to say that we're going <laughs> to dial in on and uh, double-click on a little bit. But go ahead. Just um, jump into this conversation yeah. about intentional hustle, especially in ministry context. Man, dude, first, Aaron, thank you so much for creating a platform. I, I really do love youth pastors and, and love uh, guys like you that are advocating um, for youth pastors that, man, to for me to keep a youth pastor in the game is a big deal. And, um, and, and platforms like this and content and giving them opportunities to, to just, uh, engage in different conversations is really big. So thanks for that. Yeah, man. Uh, intentional hustle. I'll tell you where this talk actually kind of originated from, uh, was when I was transitioning, um, from the Oaks, um, uh, I had the opportunity to actually raise up, um, one of our interns who interned with me for years, his name is Andrew Prescott and got the opportunity to actually, um, man, uh, hand the youth ministry over to him. It was super fun. And I'll talk more about that in this talk, but I actually started writing down some of these thoughts to kind of give him as like, Hey, listen, uh, as you, um, jump into youth ministry um, as the as the guy. You're the leader. You're no longer an intern. You're no longer uh, a ministry associate. You're no longer you know the associate youth pastor. You are the youth pastor of Oaks Youth, um, dude. Man, I, I really think this could be kind of a, a map for you. And so as I prayed, I wrote down some of these things that I'm going to share with you today. But but understand, it actually started out this conversation started out as a document that I was handing off to the guy that was taking over uh, for me uh, after serving nine years. Um, and youth ministry there at the Oaks. And um, it, it really was circled around this idea of intentionality. And and then I, I kind of morphed this into not just intentionality, but intentional hustle. You know, we use the word hustle a lot in ministry. And um, man, I, 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 it's going to take work. <laughs> Can I just say that? Um, you know, th right. for things to grow, it, it's going to take some, some hustle. And, you know, and I, I say it this way, like healthy things grow, but you can't, get healthy without a little hustle. And, and I think that it's not just about like, let me try harder. Um, you know, it, it, I think about like my, my kids and different phases uh, of life. And it's like, they're trying to do something and they, they can't figure it out. You say it's opening something or playing with a toy. And so what they, what do they do? They just try hard. Let me just try harder. I don't think it's about like striving. I, I think it's really about thriving. And, and my heart is this to not just hustle carelessly, but hustle intentionally because mm -hmm. I believe intentional hustle equals a consistent harvest. And so I'll say that again, rewind intentional hustle equals a consistent harvest. I, I've heard it said that I've heard it said this way, uh, you know, healthy hustle produces a healthy harvest. And it's, it's for us, man, let's 
continue to, to hustle. But man, what are you hustling in? It's the, the worst things to be doing, you know, the wrong thing, you know, even though you feel like it's the right thing. And so it's, you know, you have a lot of energy and that could be an event that can be, um, man, a focus and you're hustling. You, you, you're working 40, 50 hours a week, but you're not seeing any results because I think your hustle is not being consistent. And so, um, man, for me, that's, that's kind of the heart of, is to have, um, and I think I say this as an old guy, you know, underneath this hat, some gray hair. And so, um, you can shave it off, man. That's what I do. Just get, just get <laughs> or, or for Aaron, no hair, you yeah. know? And, and so, um, <laughs> it's like when you're in the game a little longer, I, I remember early on, I just, I just wanted to build something. I just wanted to grow something. And I worked extremely hard at that. But as you start getting older, you realize, man, I, I want, I want legacy type harvest. Yeah. I, I want something that's that's that goes beyond me. And I, I learned in youth ministry, man, you can have, especially in our social media world, because I, I started youth ministry pre-social media. All right. And so um we live in a highlight society, man. How how can I do something in 15 seconds or or 30 seconds or 60 seconds? And you have, you know, youth pastors, you know, doing everything they can to have that one clip and 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 everyone's trying to go viral, you know. Yeah. Um, and to me, anyone can make a highlight, but God's calling mm-hmm. us to make history. And I think that's the big difference. I mean, how are you gonna make history? It's not just about hustling, it's about having an intentional hustle and uh yeah well and i just uh, one thought and then and then just and i do get a bunch of like like real practical ways to encourage us with our intention yeah like it is very hard for us i think in american culture and american church culture to not believe in the like overnight success concept like i'm just gonna i'm gonna hit the one grand slam and boom it's all gonna happen and i know it's funny joseph i started in youth ministry full-time the same year you did in 2001 and I definitely thought that when I started was like, boy, if I just kind of hit some grand slams, then boom, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's where I love this talk and where it's going. You got a whole list of like just practical, intentional things. Um, why don't you go ahead and work us through the list? And, and let yeah. me just say this to those of you that are watching right now, feel free to drop some comments. Feel free to drop some questions. Joseph would love to connect with you and take your questions today. But man, go ahead and wor- work us through some of these practical steps you got going on here. Man, I, I think I think even what you said is just trying to um... – I, I there's sometimes we try to think of the shortcuts, but man, you can't, you can't shortcut real genuine growth. Mm. Cause man, all of us, I, I always say, give me enough money uh, and, and a, you know, an, enough pizza and I can get a lot of kids at a, an event for one night. Yeah. And the thing is, is as longer you're in youth ministry, you realize, man, how do I, how do I get students to live for Jesus the rest of their life? Like that's, 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 that's right. what it's really all about. And so man, I'll open up man, I, I, this verse uh, in Ephesians, Paul writes to the church of Ephesus and he says this, he says, so be careful how you live. And so, man, that we can just break apart this, this scripture. Um, like, man, be careful. Like that means you're, you, you have an understanding of what you're doing. So don't live like fools. Um, maybe even a way to put it in youth ministry context, don't lead like fools, but like those who are wise. And he says, make the most of every opportunity in the, these evil days. And this is what he says, he says, don't act thought, uh, thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And in the Passion Translation, it says it this way, take advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purpose. Man, that's what I want to do. I want to spend my life 
for his purpose. And I don't want to do things just like thoughtlessly or the mentality that we live in today in youth ministry and church culture, copy and paste. I'm just going to copy what they're doing and do it here. No, I mean, God, what are you saying? I need to make the most of, of every opportunity. So yeah, I mean, I have a few areas and I'll, I'll go rapid fire on some of these. And, and let's remember, man, the first time I wrote this was to help a new youth pastor who was 23 years old, taking over an amazing youth ministry and was like, man, hey, what if you were intentional in these areas? And so put that in your, your framework as we're, we're working through some of these. And they all, man, I'm a, I'm a preacher. So they all start with, they all, you know, they all have peas in them. So come on, somebody. <laughs> and so anointed I, that way. That's right. And so then here's a few areas of intentionality and youth ministry, man, man, my challenge is that you have uh, an intentional hustle. Uh, The first one is this, be intentional in your presence. And what I mean by that is just being present. Um, Man, as a youth pastor that you're present, you're, you're, you know, I I know that, I mean, I even was talking to some students the other day and they were talking about a leader and they're like, man, he just, he just looks unapproachable. I'm like, what do you mean? And they literally took their phone out and kind of like did the example. And I'm like, wow, like for that teenager, what seems unapproachable is that that the youth pastor or the leader wasn't engaged. And so, man, be present. Be present on Sundays. Um, man, be present on Wednesdays. Like, man, be be there. You only have a few Wednesdays left, especially during COVID. Man, those Wednesdays live in person, um, they became like, man, I can't believe we're getting to do this. Like, we went literally, um, we went six months without having a youth service. And now to think about it, for us, we only have five youth services left. Man, how are we going to be present in every one of those? And uh, and the other thing is be present um, like on, with schools, in schools. Be pre- Your presence should be felt by students. And, and you might have heard it said it like this, is if you were to leave or your church was to leave your community, would, would people realize it? And I would even say this about your presence. If you were to move, was, is your schools in your area, would they be sad that you moved from their city? And I think, are, are they? Are you going to be missed? And that's going to be based on your presence. And I'm just a big believer, man, your presence matters. If we're shepherds, we need to smell like sheep, um, like Jesus walked slowly through the crowd. And and uh, for me, man, still today, I, I spend on average probably six to eight hours a week on campus. I'm not even a, a, a youth pastor. I don't have like my own campus to be a youth pastor, if that makes sense. I'm the next gen pastor. I oversee multiple campuses but I'm still in the trenches of a local high school. And so I just believe in, in, in man, being there with students, doing everything you can, and just your presence matters. I, I think about, you know, um, the, the woman touching Jesus, you know, like it, the, at the hem of his garment, we all know it, we preach it. That was an interruption to his, his day. But man, when you're being present, this is what I know is, man, interruptions are opportunities for impartation. And, and God, give me more interruptions. But for me to be interrupted, I need to be close enough to people so they can touch me. And so right. that they, they can feel what is going on in my life. And for me, that's that's on a Friday night. Man, dude, it's, it's at the football game. It's at a football practice. Man, it's in the bleachers. It's man, being present and being intentional in that presence. Understand, this is why I'm here. I'm trying to make an impact. And if a student never comes to my youth ministry, Dude, I brought youth ministry to them, and I'm in the locker room with them and with those coaches. And so, man, I'm really passionate about this. I could do a whole talk just on this, on just, man, campus ministry, being present. Mm -hmm. And we've just seen it practically. Um, Man, we've done it for years. 
but something we started doing at the Oaks more uh, intentionally and more consistently was something we call Gatorade drops, where we just literally brought Gatorade to football teams um, every week. And what's crazy is Gatorade opened the door to the gospel. And so then we started seeing students' lives change, students water baptized, and there's still students. Some of them went to our youth ministry. Some of them didn't. That Literally, I'm still their youth pastor, even though they, they might have not have been there every Wednesday night. It was because I was present in their world, and I still am. Um, there's a young man that plays football at Arizona State, and I go once a year to go watch him play. I have a young man that, that plays for the Philadelphia Eagles, and dude, him and I are texting back and forth. Had us first last week. And this is what's awesome is like I'm still in their world because youth ministry doesn't stop when students graduate. And so, man, I'm kind of going off somewhere else there, but I did. So but it all started. It all started with just my presence yeah. and me being intentional with my presence that I'm going to be here and I'm not going to be somewhere else, man. Because the person right in front of me is the most important right now, and I've been guilty of walking too fast through the crowd yeah. or being distracted. And so, man, just one area of intentionality is just be intentional with your presence, man. Where are you going, and how are you? How are you like living Jesus out when you're there? Yeah, quick question, Joseph. What like what is the enemy of of our pre of being intentional with our presence? Like, why do you think youth pastors of all kinds in all different contexts struggle with this with this principle right here? Man, I, I think um, I think the greatest enemy is is what we would call busyness. Because um, mm. to be intentional with your presence, this is a whole nother talk, and it's not in here. But it was to be intentional with your calendar. What gets on your calendar gets done. And so if you don't have moments of intentionality on your calendar, hey, I'm going to be at the football field here. I'm, I'm going to be at practice here. I got to leave work to get there. I think I think the the busyness gets in our way. And then I would say, too, is, man, because of this, I think the scroll gets in our way. I think we find ourselves um, with our head down when there's so yeah. many things happening around us. And again, I've been guilty of that too. And so, yeah, yeah I, I think, I think a lack of intentionality in our calendar planning, because man, I, it's so crazy because people be like, and intentionality is all about that, that on that focus, you know? Um, but I just think that guys are like, Oh, I, I got to work on this. And they, what happens is, and we'll talk about it later. They're working so hard on their preaching that they actually don't realize that their presence actually impacts their preaching. And yeah. so, man, when I'm present with a student, when I'm writing my message, I'm going to have I'm going to have that student in mind because I was living up close with them. I think we've created CEO youth pastors or youth pastors that are behind their phones and um, they they don't smell like sheep anymore. And so there's a disconnect in actually connecting with students because they don't even know what's going on in the student's life anymore. Man, I struggled with this, this, this so much, you know, in youth ministry. And I, part of it, I think, was a personality thing. I'm a little bit more of an introvert. And so it was easy for me to kind of hide out. And then, uh, you know, speaking of like, you know, good, good words that start with the letter P, right? Uh, for me, it was, I wanted the preaching to be great and I wanted the program to be great. And, and I had, I, I, I ended up having to learn the hard way that, wow, like my, the, what you're saying right now, the ministry of presence, had to be the number one priority and those other things had to fall, you know, in comparison to that. So this is, this is so good. Yeah. Um, you know, those of you that are watching right now, feel free to jump in and ask us some questions, but Joseph, I'm gonna kick it right back to you. Cause I know you got cool. a lot more uh, yeah. tips for us. And I would say too, the thing is, is in, in the word hustle is work. It's going to take work. And I'll tell you the largest our youth ministry numerically had ever been at the Oaks is when we had been present on campus for years and we start because you 
when you're faithful over time, you start seeing fruit. And and that and that's that that consistency and so yeah be intentional with with your presence man I'll I'll jump through these other ones pretty quick be intentional with parents parents are the gatekeepers um, man don't forget that I, I know for me having teenagers in our youth ministry like my own kids but also just understanding that and be intentional that, that your parents are your greatest partner and figure out ways to partner with them. Um, what we did at, at the Oaks, man, we sent weekly emails um, to parents. Um, now, even uh, there um, at the Oaks, Andrew's using something called community. And literally, he's like texting parents, sending them videos. We're just really intentional parents. I didn't want parents to come to me and go, I didn't know. No, actually, you're, we're going to bombard you with with communication, and and we're going to invite you to be a part of what we're doing. So, um, man, be intentional with parents. Um, think like a parent. When I had a lot of young leaders, I would go think like a parent. When you think like a parent, you won't play the games that you end up playing. <laughs> you won't do some of the stupid stuff you do. And think like a parent. Be intentional. Don't don't just like oh, we're partnering with parents. Here's a piece of paper. Be intentional, man. How are you equipping them? Giving them resources, um, and because this was early on in ministry, I realized like. I, I had young kids and I, I was still trying to figure out parenting, but you're the expert. You're the one that's in, in the trenches of youth ministry. So when a parent has that 15 year old, they're looking at you going, help me. And so, man, do everything you can to be intentional with them. Um, the next thing, man, intentional and intentional hustle, be intentional with your posture, your, your posture. And this is one, this is a leadership axiom. Um, and this has hurt me in the past. It's just understand as a leader, your body language says a lot about you and, and how people view you. Your posture, not your position, will give you uh, influence. And, and, and I love this Second uh, Chronicles twenty eighteen. Uh, it says then uh, Jehoshaphat, which that's my guy, Jehoshaphat. Um, he knelt down, bowing his face to the ground, and it said all Judea and Jerusalem did the same. And just know that your posture matters. Um, man, do you want students to uh, to pray like you? Model it with your posture. Uh, man, I just know even in meetings, man, understand that my posture, man, my body language says so much. And so be intentional. Be, you know, I always, um, there's a little thing that helped me because I am, I am naturally um, loud, opinionated. I'm talking, I'm, I'm a, I would consider myself kind of a strong verbal leader. And I've gotten myself in trouble uh, uh, in peer-to-peer relationship with other staff members and maybe even, even and with students. And so I, I think through this, how would a top leader act, a top-level leader, T-O-P? And it helps me process. I need to watch my tone, T. I need to watch my opinions, O, and then P, posture. And how's my – and so when I'm coming to a meeting, especially when I know the meeting can be a meeting that I might find myself being more aggressive – I got to go, how's my tone right now? Man, so man are, are these opinions? And then how's my body language? Is it, am, I, am I leaned in? What's that look like? So be intentional in your posture. Um, the next one is be intentional with other pastors on staff. We won't stay here long, but just know that it's important. Man, you're on the team um, with other pastors. We're trying to accomplish the same thing. Um, man, where we move, we move together. I'm actually listening uh, to a book right now. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually doing my master's with SEU. And so um, I have tons of books that I'm having to read, but I like to listen to books as well. And I, I, I want to listen to books that kind of um, that aren't your normal books. So I'm listening to the book Extreme Ownership right now, which is incredible. It's uh, from 
from a couple of Navy SEALs. And they talk about this. Like, it's not about you versus them. It's about us. And so just be intentional Mm. with other pastors early on in ministry for some of the young youth pastors. I just thought the youth ministry worked harder than everybody else. And, and I just kind of like, you know, like, well, what's the worship guys even do? You know, um, what what are they? And I found myself kind of judging because I was trying to compare my hustle to someone else's. Can I just tell you, like, that doesn't help the kingdom. Everyone has a part. Every, there's a different part of the body that helps a church be healthy and grow. Yeah. And youth, youth ministry is different because we work with a group of people that don't sleep. Like the worship team is not having all nighters. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they're not doing big, you know, like they're not at football games. That's not, but they're, they're at rehearsals when you're at home. And so it's understanding like, hey, I need to be intentional in how I'm engaging other staff members and how I can serve. And just even ask that question, man, hey, how can I help you? And, and man, you create that. You're like, well, no one asked me that question. Well, you know what? You be the leader, extreme ownership. You lead the way. Man, why don't you go along and serve some pastors that are around you as well? So, so yeah, that's I real good, like man. I'm sitting up straighter already, Peter. I don't know about you. Like, I'm already working on my posture. <laughs> I, I, I naturally slouch. <laughs> um, the next one is is be intentional in your preparation. Uh, I'm a big preparation guy. Um, like, man, figure out a way to get in your schedule. Like every day, if I have a meeting at nine, man, I'm 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 preparing at eight. Um, I'm always taking time to prepare for my meetings. Um, I'll get in there and have stuff already on the whiteboard before they show up. Um, preparing the environment, and so in leading meetings and conversations, uh, small groups, sermon preparation. Be intentional with your preparation. Um, when you when you don't have margin, you lose creativity. And so, mm. man, be to be prepared. Like it's such a big deal. Like, it, and so it just shows that what you're doing matters. I'm a big Peter Reeves knows this. Man, I I love. I've been in the trenches of high school football. It's my twentieth season uh, to be in the locker rooms, on the sidelines, engaging with coaches. And preparation is such a big deal to win the game. And there's preparations and meetings and practices. And you talk through, you walk through, you run through. There's all this preparation for this game on Friday night. And I think the church doesn't do a lot of preparing. (laughs) Um, We just sometimes like, oh, God, you just, you do your will. (laughs) And then we like go play golf. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And it's like, I just don't know how much God's going to honor you. Um, and I just believe he honors preparation. But for me, it's being intentional, intentional hustle. Again, man, I want my hustle to to actually produce a harvest. I got to be intentional in yeah. preparation. Um, yeah, go ahead. Jump in here real quick. That's because this is so good. So I'm, I don't know who this quote is from, but when you're saying that, and I might butcher the quote a little bit, but but something to the effect of, of you know, we generally don't lead at the level of our of our max ability or max talent, we lead at the level of our preparation. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And uh, so I'm just thinking about that as you're saying that. And oh man, so let me, let's just pause here for a second. And Peter, I want to ask you a question, kind of draw you into the conversation. What are some yeah. practical things you're doing right now as a youth pastor in your setting in this area of uh, being intentional when it comes to preparation? Yeah, I think the simple things, man, are we're just, we are a month out on everything that we're doing at least. That's the minimum. So um, being a month out on everything, uh, constantly having conversations and being strategic about delegation so that 
man, I'm not the only brain thinking about the important things that have to happen in our ministries. Um, also, just really, you know, everyone knows the power of this, yet sometimes it gets lost in the mix is the power of the joint calendar, right? Like, this is an easy way. Um, I actually, and, and I joke about this, but it's so helpful. Like my admin, she sends me a list of things like, hey, this is what you need to know for kids. This is what you need to know for young adults. This is what you need to know for youth. And here's the things you've got to start thinking about, right? So that kind of helps me a little bit as well. Uh, but just dream, you know, I love what Joseph said about having intentional margin. He taught me this a long time ago. And so for me to be prepared, a lot of my, like on Thursdays, uh, it's my day to really take out uh, a piece of white paper, sit in a coffee shop and just brain dump everything I'm thinking about for the week. And I come up with awesome ideas in that time. And I come up with ideas that should never be done in that time. And I think <laughs> through some old, my favorite thing right now is like during that time, I've been thinking through old worship songs and like trying mm. to figure out the heart of them. And there might be a phrase that comes from that or a thought or a feeling that I can expound on. Um, it, it inspires me. So just a bunch of that stuff too. And then on top of that, man, to, to be intentional with preparation is I'm, I'm constantly having conversations with people who are where I'm not at. Cause I think that's mm. a part of preparation too, is like, you know, I, 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 I literally, I, I've even talked to An- Andrew uh, so many times like, Hey bro, you're, the way you're doing things are so different and I love, I love the results I see. So talk to me about your preparation. And then this is where I learned that Andrew doesn't play no games. He has an I five an E six a D seven. I'm like, my God, this dude is like, God, God, God. So I learned a lot from just even talking with him and, uh, you know, just th- this is part of the preparation game is that there's someone that might be doing it better than you. And if there's even one nugget you can steal to enhance your game, baby, let's do it. So, so uh, those are some good. of the things I'm doing. So good. Yeah. Well, listen, I, if you're I, just joining us, um, you know, you just jumped on a live stream a minute ago. We're talking with Joseph Kellogg about intentional hustle. And uh, this is this, you're just giving us gold. So I want to send it right back Seriously. to you, man. Just keep on working through some of these practical tips here. Man, so I, I love I love that uh, I I love it as a, as a as a youth pastor coach because uh, literally you saying what Andrew does I was actually about to break that down because he adopted some of those those letter systems but what the, it's framework framework helps you in preparation and so like um, it in so like in my meetings I have and I won't have time to go into them right now so I'm not I'll just tease you with it for a later talk but <laughs> there's all these things so I I I have structure to my meetings that I can literally if if I don't have a lot of margin that meeting can still go great because I have framework it's not we're just not guessing um, man there's there's you know we're gonna inspire involve inform like we're gonna create moments they, like there's a framework in my mind. If we're going to evaluate, there's framework, and that margin's so in, in, uh, important because if you're going meeting to meeting, man, each meeting just starts getting worse, you know. And it, it's like, and people, you don't want to waste people's time. Um, and so anyway, yeah, in preparation, man. This next one, I love, man. We got a preacher in the house uh, as well with with uh, uh, my guy Peter Reeves, Pete Reeves. Um, but man, be in, be intentional in what you're preaching. Um, and be intentional in what you're preaching. I, I believe that, man, for, for again, almost 20 years, our sermon series, uh, man, our content has created a lot of momentum for us. Um, like people's like, oh man, just really a series. Yeah. You don't have to add all this. The gospel's enough. And, and, and I just believe that. And, uh, man, we can, uh, we, we could have a whole conversation about communication, but as Paul says, it is the sacred trust that we have to preach the yeah. good news. 
And uh, I'll quote a couple of, you know, guys, my, my friend Dan Leanne says this about preaching. He says, preaching is yelling what God is whispering. And I'm like, man, um, that means we have to be close enough to God to hear him whisper. And then I love what Jensen Franklin says. It's okay to get out of the box, just thinking about creativity, but stay in the book. And, and literally, I just think a lot of youth pastors are spending way more time on, on a TikTok video than they are spending time preaching the truth. And I just think the truth is what sets people free. Yeah. I'm, not against, I'm not against TikTok. Go for it. But I just really believe that it's God's word. That man, and when I look back in, in, in my years of in the trenches of youth ministry, it was it was man giving students the opportunity to respond to the gospel and um, you know preaching what God is saying to you and not just what you watch on YouTube. Um, I didn't have you know I, Aaron, you said it, man. Two thousand one, I couldn't jump on and see someone preach on YouTube. Nope. Nope. I had to literally get my Bible and say, God, what are you saying to our students? Yep. Help me, Jesus, preach this word. Yep. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't find a tweet and go, ooh, what, what? I, I'll, I'll take. There was none of that. And I'm thankful for all those things. Yeah. Man, I'm inspired and I repost people's stuff all the time on my Instagram stories. But I just didn't have that. So there's a part of me I'm thankful for that because I, I found myself hearing from God early on. And um, man, just fresh manna. Students need fresh manna. They don't need leftover manna from someone else. Uh, they need fresh manna in your context to your students. And speak speak to today. Speak what's going on in the world. Don't be ashamed. Um, don't be afraid to, to talk about topics um, that are hard because the Bible talks about them. Just speak yeah. God's word. And um, yeah. man, I'm just a big believer in that. And, and I'll even say this. I put this in my notes here, but um, something I do for myself, I ask myself, I, this, this, this helped me so much. It took the pressure off. And Scott Wilson, actually under his leadership, helped me with a couple of these was after I'm done preaching, can I answer these three questions with yes? Did I preach Jesus? Yes. Did I love them? Did I love the people in the room? Like, man, when I was preaching, did I see James on the third row and I know what's going on with James? Did I, did I have compassion on that student? Like, or was I just preaching clever content? And yeah. so did I preach Jesus? Yes. Did I love them? And the last one's the one that I think's kept me in the game and I still enjoy what I'm doing. Did I have fun? It should be fun doing what God's created you to do. And it should be fun declaring sure. truth to a generation. And so yeah. at, at the end of the night, when I walk up the stage or, or after my time praying with students, man, did I preach Jesus? Yes. Did I love them? Yes. Did I have fun? Yes. So it didn't matter if the, the altars were full or empty. If I can answer those three questions, I know that I did my job. And man, I was intentional in what I was preaching. Yeah. That's super good. Yeah, Joseph, I think a lot of people... Um, like when it comes to this topic of preaching, I think a lot of youth pastors often they're they're kind of insecure about what they're preaching because they hear so many great speakers and they're hearing so many awesome people talk about different things. Um, how do you find confidence to to be intentional about your preaching? And what does that what would you say to the person that's insecure about maybe the way they communicate the gospel? Man, that's that's a great question, Peter. Is um, this this is going to sound funny? I'll just, I'll just be me. You know, you know, people ask like, who's your favorite preacher? Uh, man, I don't know if I have a favorite preacher, but if you were to ask me what preacher I listen to the most, I would say me. I've listened to my sermons more than any other sermon. You're like, really? Yeah, because I'm just trying to get better. And, and my style is my style. 
if, if I find myself now, I listen to a lot of content when it comes to leadership, but preaching, I just learned early on, early on, man, I, I love me some TD Jakes. Come on, somebody <laughs> get ready, get ready, get ready. Um, like, like, and I literally, I, I can, when I first started preaching it, I started preaching a lot when I was about 18 years old and I was doing like youth revivals and all this stuff, wearing three piece suits. Okay. Let's go. Because, three because on, come on, man. No, no hat on. You know, he man? said like, three piece suit, pinstripes. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, man. You really do like two Jakes. Yeah. That's why, that's why man. Was it a Sweat. long baggy suit, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Sweat towel. Man, I some I had some black and white shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm a wingtip. And, and it's like, I'm preaching. I remember preaching at our youth revival, and all my friends were there. And so I'm up there preaching, you know, you know, who Jesus is. He's the alpha, the almighty, he's the bread of life, you know, (laughs) alphabetical order saying who Jesus is, you know, he's the soon coming king, you know. And so (laughs) what's crazy is that's not me. I'm preaching. But then I found myself telling a story. And, and, and again, I was a high school student. I started telling a story and the room started laughing and they were engaging. And I found, I realized like, dude, that for a moment in that message, my voice was probably about 10 minutes of it. And the rest of it was someone else's voice. And the moment that made the biggest like, like impact and in the room was when it was my voice. Yeah. And so now I went on a journey for a few years trying to find my voice. But the best way for me was just, I was just confident God gave me this message for these students. Yeah. I don't have to compare to Furtick because my kids aren't in the, like, I'm, they're not looking for Ferdy. You know what I'm saying? They they want to hear the guy that's in their world and, and with them. And so, um, and I think that helped me and just having that confidence that God called me and this is my assignment. He gave me this word. I'm confident in that. Yes, there's better communicators than me. It's something I say um, at the end of my, my prayer sometimes when I preach and I actually got this from Jason Laird is in my prayer, I'll literally say before I say amen, and God, we know there's no great preachers, only the great gospel. So let your good news be proclaimed because there, God's not up in heaven going, ha ha, man, he's, he's, he's a five-star, you know, like it's like recruits and, and, you know, oh, he's four-star preacher, three-star preacher. No, <laughs> it's, it's about the impact of the room. Yeah. And, and so, man, I, I think I answered your question a little bit, Peter, but I do yeah. think it's a journey and. I think because I wasn't in that social media bubble early on in ministry, I got to gain some confidence. So when I looked at it, I was like, ah, and I, it's just about knowing your voice. You know what I'm saying? And going, man, this is my voice and, and I'm going to, I'm going to be me and uh, no one else can and do that. But me. And let me, let me add a couple of thoughts in here too. I mean, thought number one, uh, my favorite preacher is Peter Reeves. So oh, God. <laughs> come on. I love you, bro. Um, but, um, I think it can be helpful for you and I when we're serving in a youth pastor role to be okay with there is a difference in preaching between the youth pastor and maybe the traveling evangelist, yeah. conference speaker, yeah, or the, or the lead pastor at you know a large maybe progressive church, right? And so when you play that comparison game, everyone loses, but yeah, but the the person who loses the most is your students. Because yeah. I just want to, I just want to like highlight and emph- and emphasize what you said, Joseph. They want to hear your voice. You're their youth pastor. You are so the shepherd that God has called and anointed and brought into their life, right? And so, if you allow yourself to get all insecure 
and play the comparison game, you just diminish your own voice and your own anointing that God has birth within you in, in that yeah. moment. And, and like, and I think even stylistically, there's a, there's a, there's a way of preaching that can work really, really well at a youth convention or a youth camp or a conference. Right. But that doesn't necessarily work in a week in week out youth ministry setting. In yeah. fact, I would say most times I don't think it does work. Mm-mm. Right. And, and so you, it's going to be different for you, but it needs to be. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's if, good. If you're a youth pastor and, you, and your goal is I want every single week, my message to be as good as whatever, whatever dude or whatever girl you heard at the last camp or the last conference or the last convention, it's you're possible, shortchanging yeah. your kids. Yeah. In that moment, right? That that's not what they need. They needed that when you took them to that event, but now they need you. And that's they good. Need you to be anointed in 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 presenting what God has put in your heart to present. So yeah, true I, story, right? True story, right here. Like I learned under Joseph that like. You know, it's it, it, and I still do it to this day. It's the small scriptures or uh, phrases in scripture that capture my heart. That's the stuff I'm preaching because uh, I'm passionate about it. I don't have to constantly look down at my notes to do it. Like it's in me, and so I can say it. And uh, you know, even even just comparing like that that conference speaker uh, to your Wednesday night, it's like you know you might get up there and and preach this dynamite message that you're hoping to preach at a convention one day and your kids are going so how do i get my friends to come here <laughs> you know like yeah. so do i obey my mom and dad or because they're yeah. not saved or what do i do like these kids have genuine questions that when you're so focused on wowing them you can't even minister to their right. direct need right. that would truly take them into a level where they could become more like christ yeah. um and i learned that the hard way man just by doing stuff that was just dumb like isn't this sermon title so cool yeah so cool that no student's gonna remember it and <laughs> we're still sitting with our 20 students here because you won't equip you know your kids to learn how to share the gospel pete yeah. really cool it looks good on ig though yeah, yeah, and if we take the picture from this lens it'll look like like a thousand students are Plus, there. been there, done that. You're trying to preach a sermon at, at uh, you know, like the sermon you're listening to that you love so much. That guy's probably preached that 20 times or more. Yeah. You know, so no wonder it's, you know, it's, or they have yeah. a preaching team yeah. and it's just yeah. you it's just and a Bible so that is in this little print, you know, your army Bible. It's like, bro, yeah. give yourself a break <laughs> and hear from heaven. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. hear from heaven. It's so good. So good. Listen, we got a couple minutes left. Those of you that are watching right now, feel free to drop your questions, your comments in the chat right now. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to invite you to be a part of this conversation. Um, But uh, until we get some questions from those of you watching, Joseph, I'm going to turn it back to you. I've got a couple more here. If we make it through all of them, great. If not, feel free to jump to whatever ones uh, are you most excited about hitting us with. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip down a couple just because even what Peter said there at the end are just like hear from heaven, you know. Man, great communicators are like great golfers. Um, you've got to know your your club selection. And so speaking at a conference, speaking on a podcast, speaking, you know, like man, it's it's all about the right club. But I've always said, man, my students got the best because I've had the opportunity to travel. They got the best of me, and then everyone else got the rest of me. And but I still what's funny is when you're preaching to a crowd that doesn't know you, they think your stuff's funny. They think your stuff's the best. And then they're clapping because it's yeah. the environment. Right. Dude, I'm back in, in my play, you know, back in our youth ministry and no one's clapping, they but they're leaning. But, but they're <laughs> but, but what's cool. They're leaning in. They're taking notes. They're there. But it's yeah. not about the hype. It's about being right. you're you're with them. So, hey, I'll say this, you know, um, 
man, I'll just hit a couple more is be intentional with your prayers. Like be intentional with praying, um, pray bold prayers. Remember that your greatest tool for maximum kingdom impact is and always will be prayer. Remember to obey his voice when he speaks. Influence follows obedience. Second Second Chronicles 27, six says this, King Jotham became powerful because he was careful to live in obedience to the Lord, his God. Man, dude, you can make the greatest impact when you're just hearing from God. The battle's won in prayer. Mark Batterson said it like this, who you are or, or who you become is determined by how you pray. You pastor who you are is determined by how you pray. For me early on, man, it was the fasting. It was the praying. It was it was going after Jesus in that way, spending hours of prayer, man, because I, I couldn't believe I was getting paid to work at a church. And so I just worked it out in my schedule, especially when I didn't have a staff. And, and I would just spend times praying man, praying over every chair, turning music on. Being, man, and dude, God sees that. This next one, just speaking about preaching and prayer, Ian Bounds, who's like a G when it comes to writing about prayer. He says this. He who does not plow in his prayer closet will never reap in his pulpit. Mm. Woo! Mm. Mama, <laughs> Ian Bounds. Go. And That's so, go. man, just be intentional and, in your prayer. Like, you know, you know I, I think it's said? huge. What do you say? Just, he also, Ian Bounds also said, if if you are weak in prayer, you are weak in all things. Yeah, things. exactly. You're right. And, and even for us, like, man, the, the youth pastors, uh, man, Monday's our big meeting day. Every Monday we fast and pray from noon to one. We spend time and pray. Mm-hmm. And then we say, what's God saying? And this is what's cool because for us, we're a multi-site campus. How do you create alignment within your multi-site? Prayer. Mm-hmm. Create a, like the, the, the common language is prayer. And yeah. so, man, that's a big deal for us. I'll hit this. Uh, I'll hit this kind of last one. Uh, that I'm super passionate about is be intentional with passing the baton. Um, man, there's no success without a successor. Who's next? Yeah. Who are you preparing? Who are you raising up to release out? Um, if Jesus did it, I'm down to even put it this way. Who are you reproducing? And we're called to reproduce. Follow Jesus as I, you know, uh, follow me as I follow Jesus. Uh, my, one of my life mottos is if Jesus did it, I'm down, you know, first John two, six, man, uh, whatever Jesus did, you know, like, like, man, walk like him, live like him. And I just, I just really believe when it comes to legacy, it's about passing on to the next generation. And I've had the privilege it's pretty cool. Just a couple of months ago that we hit a number that I was trying, I, my goal was to hit by the, by the time I ended 20 years of youth ministry, but a hundred former students, interns and leaders are in full-time ministry around the world. Wow. And cool, and man. super pumped about that. But that didn't happen by accident. That happened with me and spending trips and bringing guys like Peter on trips with me and spending time and investing. And at every place I've been, check this out, every place I've been. Now, the sometimes the pastor didn't let it happen because they, they weren't ready for that exchange. But every place I've served, I had the baton ready to hand off to the next leader that I was investing in. And it was beautiful that I got to actually do it at the Oaks with Andrew. And man, I'm telling you, the ministry continues to go on. Everything continues to move forward. But it also takes you having this, getting the ego out of the way and saying, man, what am I doing to intentionally spend time with people that are next? Who's the next youth pastor? Who's your, who's your next, next gen pastor? Who's your next, like, and this is what's crazy. In the last two weeks, I've talked to pastors youth pastors about, Hey man, I'm transitioning. Do you have a guy, a pastor? Hey, do you have a guy? And, and you guys probably get those calls too. And I always want to, but I never do. Cause I'm nice. I always want to go. 
where's the guy he should be or the girl should be right there under you? Like, what do you mean that you're transitioning, but you didn't have a plan? You weren't investing in someone. And a part of that is taking that's you talking about intentionality. You got to be intentional in, in raising up the next leader. And, and so, man, that's just my my last challenge, um, you know, would, would literally just be be persistent in your intentionality. Don't give up. Keep being intentional. Uh, intentional leadership over time becomes intuitive leadership. What starts out of you being just being intentional will slowly become just who you are. It will be intuitive to you as a leader. Yeah. And like I said, I could I could do I could talk for so long. Um, John Brown, who's a great friend of mine, um, he was at HYM, and I spent a little time talking about this at our conference. And he just came up to me and it encouraged me. He just said, Joseph, I want more of that. I, he said, just more people need to hear about that. And, and I'm actually right now, my my I'm writing a 12-page paper in my master's that's talking about legacy leadership and succession plan because I believe that we're the, the greater pandemic in the church mm. is pastors and leaders not raising up pastors and leaders. And I just believe that, man, we're going to have a a deficit in the church world. And you have a lot of young leaders going to just go plant churches and then they burn out and die. They burn out and go sell insurance. They burn out because a pastor didn't raise them up to release them. And they feel, well, I guess the only thing I can do is go is go church planting, which I love church planting. (laughs) Um, But do it if you're called to it. And so anyway, I'm I'm talking if there was like a, a, you know, seed I could set in. I'm just passionate about this. It takes hard work. It takes tons of intentionality. But, man, if you do it, it's beautiful. Joseph, so good, man. When you when you turn that paper in and you get like an A plus 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 on it, um, movie quote there for some of you didn't get that. Um, uh, then then it's got to be a book next, and uh, Peter will write the forward to the book for you. So, come on, <laughs> Glad, like, gladly. Let's go. I'm just speaking. Gladly. Now, man. I don't know if you've written the book or not, but like that that's a book right there. That needs to be something that youth pastors and pastors and church leaders all over are, are really getting that word deep in their heart. Because because you're talking about just really honestly, you're talking about biblical discipleship. Yeah. And and raising up others. And, and you know, there's no success without the successor. It's so good. It, it's crazy because Jesus did it. Jesus literally released the future of the church yeah. to these guys that he invested in for three years. But he was so intentional in those three years. And so even the, the heart, the, the, the thought of, of not just the paper, but is this is why do some leaders leave a legacy and some uh, leaders just leave? Like, yeah. I, like. Like, man, having that legacy mindset is so critical. And if you're if you're a youth pastor at 23, you can have a legacy mindset. If you're a youth pastor at 30, you can have a legacy mindset. And just constantly thinking, man, there's a 15-year-old in my youth ministry that's going to take my place. Yeah. Man, man, and what am I doing to prepare them to get there? Um, and just take and, and, and you're like, well, how do I do it? A lot of people, dude, do it to what Jesus did. Expose them to you. Like, just, hey, you want to roll with me? You want to go with me? You want to hang with me? Like, that's how you disciple. And I think that we've we've overcomplicated this thing. Just do life with people. Jesus did it. I'm down. Do do life with them and call them to another level, too. Yeah. I think that's that's the – sometimes we miss the front end or the back end. So sometimes we're too busy doing whatever we're doing with our program or our ministry and and we're not really doing life and building the relationship, being intentional with presence, like you said earlier, but then yeah. sometimes we also forget the calling we have on our life as leaders to, to call people higher 
Yeah. And, and to call out of them purpose and to call out of them the plan of God that's in their life and the calling of God that rests within them, right? Um, so, Peter, give us just, you know, kind of kind of help us land the plane here, so to speak, and, you know, just some of your thoughts here. This has been such a good session. Yeah. And, you know, man. Dude, I'm, I'm back here writing down stuff that you guys are saying. Like, I heard this talk already, but it was so good. I think as a young leader, man, like, it's just so evident that um, sometimes you think that people like you guys have just gotten into the places that the Lord has elevated you simply because you landed in the right spot. But now, you know, just even listen to this talk again, it's not that you landed in the right spot, it's that you created the environment for the things that you were passionate about and the things that the Lord put in your heart to succeed. And I, I just, I really believe in it because everything you're talking about right now puts it all on on, on the leader who's listening uh, to create and to form and to shape. Um, and my mind is just stirred listening to this conversation and I'm like, Wow, this was super good. Intentional hustle. This is like a talk to that can be, you know, we talk about stealing. I, I mean, I'm a professional robber sometimes in youth ministry. Give me that, you know, whatever. Bill Johnson, give me that. Robert Madu, what'd you say? I'll take it, you know. Um, but like, just this is a talk that can be reproduced and it is almost a checklist. That's what, that's what I was like. I was transferring all the notes that you sent me and Aaron into a checklist. Boom. I need to save this right now. I cannot forget because I got something right after this. This is like a checklist. You can constantly come back to like, Hey, I realize I have not been intentional here. So you don't even have to create your workload. Just look at this list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like so it's so good. Yeah. So helpful. And I think yeah. sometimes, you know, as youth pastors, like, you know, some guys will even ask me, you know, I'm still young. They'll say, well, what, what do you do every day? And I'm like, this list, this yeah. list, yeah. bro. This is what I'm doing every day. It's so helpful, Joseph. Yeah. Thank you. You're a beast. And uh, we appreciate the investment, bro. Wow. Joseph, thanks so much for joining us today. Brilliant. We're just honored to have you here. Thanks for investing and pouring into those that are watching right now. Uh, those that are going to be listening uh, a little bit later on the podcast. And we do remind you that, that all the audio from this goes into our podcast, which you can find uh, at Lead the Generation on our website, leadthegeneration.com. You can also find and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, on Spotify. And uh, hey, if you love the content that uh, Peter and I are, are helping put together on a weekly basis, uh, do us a couple favors. Leave a review on the podcast. Uh, grab grab the Facebook so page for Lead the Generation. Click on like. Click on share the video. And um, boy, we just we just want to spread the word. Uh, when especially when we have great leaders like Joseph on the podcast with us today, we appreciate you being here. And um, this has been an encouraging, inspiring conversation for us uh, for sure. Um, once again, you can connect with Joseph uh, on his Instagram at Joseph Kellogg. Um, also I know that the healthy youth ministry conference actually just happened a couple of weeks ago, but yep. I think it's an annual event that happens in the fall. Right. And, yes, sir. um, so I would encourage you to uh, go to their website. Uh, what, it, what is the website for the conference shows? It is uh hymconference.com, I think. And then we have an IG as well. HYM. Uh, conference at HYM conference. And it's a bunch of practitioners that are run this thing. None of us are doing it full time, but, uh, God's hand's been on. It's been fun. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. I would encourage you to check it out and uh, follow them, subscribe to a newsletter or follow them on Instagram so that you can be in the know. And um, we're looking forward to that for sure. So thanks for being with us today. Remember next week, we'll be back at the same time with Wayne Let's go. from uh, National Network of Youth Ministries. And uh, it's going to be really compelling and inspiring story. And uh, so we're excited you're here. We posted a link for uh, uh, HYM conference there in the, in the comments as well. So we'd love for you to connect with Joseph in that way. Joseph, thanks for being with us. 
Uh, Peter, thanks for being the most amazing co-host. Yes. Let's go. Ever. We love you. Excited for you and your wife to get away at the Youth Pastors Retreat this weekend. Come and, on. Uh, thank we'll you, bro. See all of you right back here one week from today. God bless you. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of LTG Live. And a special thanks to those that give generously to our ministry. It's people like you that make what we do possible. If you enjoyed this episode, consider investing at leadthegeneration.com as well as subscribing, sharing online, and tagging us at LTG Conference.